welcome everybody to another episode of Align with Lina. I have not been doing these uh, these interviews for quite a few months, and the reason was because I was processing uh, a breakup of a relationship, and during that time that I was looking at my part in the breakup, I began to realize that I had developed a pattern um, with, with my last two partners of not sharing my truth with my audience, not writing as much, and I needed a little bit of time to get an integrity with me with how it is that I use relationships to block my truth from expressing. And basically, it's just my ego activating a little bit of fear. So now that I've been able to work through that and get clear that my commitment is to being totally, completely authentic, and that means I am a teacher of spirituality. I share, I'm an awareness coach. I cannot leave that part out of whatever it is that I do because when I leave my true self out of anything that I do, Mm. I'm not present. I am not fully there. It's not loving. It's actually very, uh, you know, it's cowardice on my part. So anyhow, please forgive me if I have not been present with these interviews for quite a few months, but today I'm going to make up for it because we're getting started. It's a new year. It's a new opportunity. There's a massive shift in consciousness taking place. And what better way for me to begin these interviews than to bring my friend, Melissa. Melissa Oliver has gone through a fabulous transformation. You are going to be thrilled to hear her story. And we are going to have just a conversation between friends. Now, this format is going to allow you to post questions, comments. So please let it be interactive because we want to address anything that you may want to post to us or or receive any comments, um, anything that you want to share. We do believe that we're part of one uh, beingness, one source, Mm -hmm. one energy. So the two of us welcome anything that you want to share in this particular um, interaction. So let me go ahead and bring this beautiful woman up on the screen and let me have us be here side by side. Let me see. I'm playing with this. There we go. We're we're full screen and now we get to be here um, and be part of this. So Melissa, go ahead and uh, tell me a little bit about your what got you into your spiritual journey. Let's just get right to it so that we can open up this conversation with um What brought you to this place of wanting to align with your truth? Yes. So first and foremost, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and I'm so excited for people to witness our conversations because they're always just juicy and so good. And it's just always great to have time to be with you. Um, Okay. So where did it all begin? I, you know, I, I started personal growth work in 2006. And that kind of started things, but there were some pivotal things in 2012 that kind of sped up the timeline for me. Um, I had a situation where one of my best friend's husband passed away. Mm, And through that final situation with him, I resembled his sister. And he was closing out his business with everyone. And it was within the final hours. And he thought I was her. And he gave me a message. He had an interaction with me thinking I was her. And Mm -hmm. meanwhile, she's in a plane trying to get there. He passes. I'm processing the death of my friend. And I end up, I'm at home. I hear his voice very clearly. And I denied it. 
Mm. And I argued with it. And I was <laughs> like, okay, this is not real. I am crazy. This is not happening. But it was very real. And there were a series of events that had happened prior to his transition that he was actually calling out to me. Do you remember this? Do you remember this? And I was like, yes, I remember that. And so as I'm, I'm literally having a, a argument with my friend who's just transitioned going, wow. You're not going to get me to do this. This is not happening. And he's like, yes, I need you to do these things. Yeah. And so long story short, you know, it's, it's a difficult thing for someone to, to not get there in time to say yes. their goodbyes and to do this. And so it was also very difficult for, for her to hear that his goodbye had been mistakenly given to me. But he gave me a beautiful gift and a way to communicate with her to know how sorry he was. So it ended up being a bit comical. Um, I had seen a doll a couple of weeks before when I was going to see him and to be with his wife, my friend, Erin. And I was like, oh, this doll is so beautiful. But, you know, and I'm racking my brain, whose birthday? Is there somebody I need to give this doll to? And I and there was no one. And I'm like, OK, beautiful doll, but not for me. <laughs> when he passed, he said, do you remember the doll? Oh, okay. and I was like, oh. God, surely not. Surely not that doll, you know, and I was just like, okay, all right. Yeah. You know, you, you start negotiating. Um, and so I'm like, okay, to pacify you. So you'll leave me alone so that my crazy brain will stop because this cannot be real because I did not believe it could be possibly be real. I'll go to the store and look for the doll. So I go to the store. I look on the shelf. The doll's no longer there. I get to the door to leave, feeling very satisfied that I'm just crazy and this has not really happened. And as I touch the door, he says, go back. It's on the top shelf. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you got like, oh, okay, got to do this. And so I go back and sure enough, it was on the top shelf. I purchase <laughs> the doll. I take it. Oh, my goodness. And there's Aaron. So happy to be here. This is Aaron, my very good friend. And this was a story about her husband, Todd. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really glad she's here. So I go and get the doll. I take it to my friend and I'm like, hey, I'm really sorry. This timing is really bad. What are we doing? What? And she's like, give her the doll. Just give her the doll. And so a group of women from this family had gathered. And I'm just, I'm a nervous wreck. I don't even know how to do this. And so I presented the doll to Todd's sister oh. and she knew the doll. Todd had actually destroyed a doll that looked just like that in a brother sister relationship and taken the head off the doll. And here she's being presented with the doll. So that was a way for him to make wow. peace and send wow. that. Yeah. Wow. And so, so this particular instance just created an opening for me to start chasing spirit. Well, let me just say, Melissa, that you are giving us a beautiful example of how we don't we don't die. That whole belief that that we are born and we die is mm -hmm. is something that we have to transcend. The body has an experience of birth and death, right. but what we are 
the essence, the soul, the spirit that we are is eternal. And we have to make peace with that. Actually, we have to undo the programming that we have received that teaches us that 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 we're not eternal. Right. And you know what, what's so amazing through this journey, I've studied so many different paths and so many different teachings and Hinduism, which is one of the oldest recorded teachings that we have four or 5,000 years old. Hinduism teaches not only of our oneness, but of our eternalness. And out of Hinduism came Buddhism and out of Buddhism, you know, there, there's, you know, the Dalai Lama comes from a lineage of, of, um, of Buddhism but it all comes from Hinduism and right. they don't suffer when people die because they know life is eternal. The, the, the death is a celebration. If anything else, these people are rejuvenating. They're coming back fresh and new right. and we're used to crying when people die and we celebrate when they're born. But I don't, I don't know who said this quote, but I am paraphrasing. We should be celebrating when people pass away and, and go, Oh boy, you're in for a, on ride when they're born and so that we can we can really get the eternalness of life in perspective so share then what happens as you begin to connect these dots and your friend who's speaking who has already passed helping you because you became the conduit so thank yes. you for saying yeah you became the conduit for some healing between that brother and sister without right. a doubt right and, and that's really the conduit that's what we are you know in, in the healing work that i do in the spiritual work that i do and anything that i share i'm just a conduit i'm just saying yes to the opportunity to share the god that i know with others and the spirit that i know with others and it's it's just such an amazing and beautiful gift but getting to a place of peace has been a journey <laughs> absolutely absolutely let me let me just men mention something real quick we have a uh, somebody who's watching us, uh, Randy, I want to give you a big shout out because her sister just passed away not too mm -hmm. long ago. And you, you just said, thank you for this conversation about death. So Randy, I know your heart is pretty, pretty tender right now. So thank you for being with us and being willing to, um, listen to another perspective. So back to you, Melissa, I keep sharing because what you were saying was so beautiful. I just wanted to acknowledge Randy. And, and I love, so Erin just commented there too. I can, I can see where she says that Brooklyn just turned eight and still has that doll. So <laughs> in that moment of, of these women just embracing and sobbing and feeling the presence <laughs> of Todd with us, her little girl, who I believe was about 18 months at the time, came and picked up that doll. And so that's Brooklyn. And so it's been Brooklyn's doll. And from what I understand, that doll has been dragged from here, there, and everywhere and is in tethers. Yeah. <laughs> probably makes Todd extremely proud. So oh, that's so beautiful. Well, yeah. now here, so you have that experience. Did you were you into spirituality before that, or was that really what what kind of pushed you into beginning to to look at the the world beyond the three dimensional world, the yeah. world beyond what we touch and feel and taste, you know, our sense world. Yeah. So, so for me, I, I had some spirituality. I had some imaginary friends as a child and then that was shut down. And so we didn't really have a, a religion or a spiritual practice as a family, but I always felt like a spiritual person. However, I also had some traumas um, through my childhood that 
moved me away from any kind of connection to source, connection to God. And because I grew up in the South, what little exposure I had was pretty much through damnation. Everything is, you know, and so because of some of the traumas that had happened to me as a child, I thought I was a sinner. So as I got older and in my teenage years, I pretty much was, okay, I'm bad. I'm going to have a damn good time. And I did. I had a damn good time. However, I created my own suffering through not having an emotional understanding of myself, through not having, you know, character and values and virtues taught to me in the proper way. I just kind of became all ego. Yeah. <laughs> running running wild. Yeah. yeah. Talk a little bit to that ego because that that is so key and so profound that you have shared that because um, we, we need to to talk about the ego part there. Yeah. It, I mean, the ego was running the gamut. And let me just say, I was very successful with the ego. <laughs> the ego was a powerful source, but it just it's not long withstanding. It's like building these beautiful things with my ego on sand foundations that eventually will crumble. Um, You know, I I was in the sales industry. I was very successful in the corporate world and I played with the boys, you know, the the joke was that, you know, Oh, whatever. I got brass balls in my purse. Let's go. That was the ego and bravado as a woman in business that I would put out. Um, You know, yeah, if I needed to wear a push-up bra to a sales meeting, that's what I was going to do. You know, and man, that just is so not the person I am today. I I totally get it. I totally can relate because I I did the same thing. You know, when when we're in our ego, it's all about what can I get out of whatever's happening. It's it's never about what can I give or or any giving is always to get. So it's that's that's what it's. Yeah, that's why it's conditional. Everything the ego does is conditional. It's all outside of ourselves. Completely, completely. So say more about you're observing your ego and now you've had this experience of spirit and now you're you're walking through what I'm going to call those two worlds where things get really interesting when we're beginning to be aware of our soul side, our spirit side and our ego at the same time. Right. And 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 again, it was a big struggle. It, it was literally like a teeter totter up and down, up and down. There was there was no centeredness in that process for me. And so I needed more lessons. I needed more things to happen. So um, my cousin who passed away in 2013, the following year, I would actually I she had breast cancer. We were six months apart. She was my first best friend mm-hmm. in my world. And she was the person who just loved me unconditionally. She loved everybody. Like we called her Groovy. That's her nickname. And so I went while she was going through this because she was all love and heart and peace. And I was all brain, ego and control. So I went to save her with my ego. You know, I'll help you get organized. What kind of treatment do you want to do? What do you, you know, just... Bull in China shop showing up for her illness. Um, And I did that a a couple of times throughout that year. And spirit delivered through me. So I got glimpses 
of things that would just happen. You know, oh, we didn't have the money for this, but all of a sudden it was being given to us. And it was so clearly from a higher source. So these things happen. But again, still, the ego has that control and power. So she passed and kind of the next up leveling for my spiritual path happened in 2015. Um, I went to a conference. I'm, I'm still exploring spirituality. I'm studying science of mind, of course, because I need mind, like my mind, because it's yeah. all mind, because I had no levels around my heart. You know, that ego experience of my life, I didn't have access to a heart. Yeah. in the way that I needed to have access. And let me let me just interject. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Because this is why I love to share these these conversations. Because if you and I can wake up, anybody can. Right. And the whole yeah. purpose of this is to help people align with the truth inside of them as we give them the path that we followed to give them examples of what they too can do if they want to have have you know, similar experiences. Um, so anyways, yeah, so you went to Science of Mind. I, I did the same thing too. Yeah, so. I went to Science of Mind because it was a center for spiritual living and I could agree with spirit. So there's some spiritual something going on here. Wasn't quite ready to accept God on the journey yet. So spiritual living, higher power, universe. Okay, let's talk. That's where <laughs> I was. And so I started taking classes and just gobbling up anything that I could possibly gobble up. And it was a purification for me. It, it was opening parts of me that had not been opened before. And so come the following, this is March of 2015, my sister who was further down the spiritual path, she was doing EFT, emotional transference tapping. And, and so she was doing some things and I was like, Hey, there's this conference. Let's go to this conference in Boston, which Boston is interesting energy. Now that I, I know Boston, Boston is a vortex of its own, but this conference was there and people saw something in me and I was really just there to support her, yeah. but they kept, I, I got a lot of attention from people and I'm like, okay, there's something to this. And so the next thing I know, I'm making a huge financial commitment <laughs> to this program because I need to figure out who I am, what this is going on. In the following 24 hours, I physically got sicker than I've ever been. My body started purging. I just, you know, I, I called my boyfriend at the time. I'm like, I, it's going to take everything I have to get myself home, but I'll get myself home. Just be there to catch me. And he's like, okay, gotcha, no problem. My head has never hurt more than it had hurt. It just, the whole thing was an unraveling of my physical body, exactly. anticipating what was about to happen. And so the only thing I could eat were berries. And I, I, I'm like forging, like, okay, here's a little buffet. Let me get these little blackberries. And so I'm eating berries to get strength, to get myself home. We get home. And on a bigger level, I had a trans channeling experience with Michelle Groovy, who had passed. And I came home. He put me to bed. It was a full moon on that night. And the next thing I know, I'm out of my body. And she's talking and barking orders at him. Get a piece of paper, get a pen. I got him. And I could feel her urgency. 
Like I could, I could, it was almost as if I could feel her fight to get there to give me a message. This was your cousin who passed? This was my cousin who had passed, who I had gone and spent time with after Todd had passed. Yeah. Okay. And so basically in my lack of consciousness and my lack of discernment, I was about to take the wrong path. Okay. And she came into course correct. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Just phenomenal. Um, scary. Odd. My, my beautiful husband, who's had no exposure to anything along these lines, is being told, grab a piece of paper and pen. And he knows it's not me. And he's like, OK. And thank God for him, because he just shows up and, and helps where help yeah. is needed. And so. Yeah, and that's what's so beautiful when we open up to our eternalness because I, I get messages. I have my guides are very mm -hmm. clear. Actually, yes. my primary guide has been since the beginning. So going now, probably I started receiving um, guidance before I actually started my journey from Jesus. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. That's just what shows up for me growing up Catholic that that feels comfortable and familiar. If Buddha showed up, I might have freaked out. Um, yeah. But. Jesus was comfortable. It's, it's the only character in the, the Christian story that I I felt was was authentic. Oh. And so it has been my consistent guidance. And then I get guidance from my mom. My dad shows up. And it's just so beautiful to have that connection because it, it's what has helped me totally, completely uh, become fearless about death. I have no fear of death. And I'll, I'll yeah. share a little bit about that if it's appropriate later on. But so you've got your your cousin who's transitioned and she's giving you guidance. What was it that she was telling you that helped you get to where you are today? Yeah. So um, I'm a pranic healer today. So that's one of the modalities that I, that I use. And so her direction to me, and, and it was a lot and it was an extensive message that he jotted down. And, and it's continued to unfold over the years because there have been parts that were not clear. And, I'm, and it was literally the message was put it on the shelf. When the time is right, you'll understand. And so there's a collective of us within our family who have gifts and talents. And since she has passed, we've all gone off in our own directions. But because of our great love for her and honoring her life and witnessing her struggle, we have all embraced our authenticity and our gifts and talents. And eventually we'll come together and, and do something on a greater scale. Um, but I, I think... So her guidance to me was along the lines of she mentioned twin hearts, which I had never heard of. <laughs> oh, and, she, and she mentioned prana. And I'm like, OK, prana. And, and I was able to look up the definition, but that didn't feel complete to me. And so I went back to the Center for Spiritual Living with some of the people I had taken classes with and just started asking them, hey, have you heard? Do you know anything about twin hearts? And they're like. Oh, no. And they would send me to the next person and then they would send me to the next person. And it's so interesting. While on the spiritual journey, we don't go off into the desert without a compass, but we still have to dig a little bit and we have to go. And so it was just a matter of I kept asking people, you know, twin hearts. What do you know about prana? And finally, someone said, oh, you need to talk to Ursula Lentini. I, I know her. Yeah. And I'm like, OK. And they're like, she's a minister here. Well, I didn't know Ursula because I didn't have a child and she was doing the children's ministry. And so I walked in and I'm like, you know, awkward. Hey, I hear you. Know, <laughs> about 
twin hearts. And she's like, and in Ursula's beautiful excitement, she's like, yes, there's a meditation on Tuesday. Would you like to come? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, I would. And as she's walking to her purse and I said, and, and prana, do you know? And she goes, oh, I'm a pranic healer. I'm teaching, teaching a class on Friday. Would you like to join? And I'm like, yes, I knew nothing. Yeah. about what I was getting myself into nothing but spirit was so clear in leading me in those directions and I ask you to just take a quick little aside here yeah. because we have Gabby who has um, joined us and Gabby is talking about you know she just finished graduating from nursing school and she was all all caught up in her ego she shares and out of alignment um, and anyhow, share a little bit about what pranic healing is, because it's not something that is taught in the conventional conventional medical yeah. world. Yeah. And so speak a little bit about that, because I would love for Gabby to be exposed to that because she is also a very powerful healer. Um, uh, and this would be something that may may be for her to hear. Yeah. Pranic healing is a beautiful complement to modern medicine. They, they really work in tandem side by side. And we actually have a number of doctors, um, Master Glenn Mendoza. We only have seven masters in the world. It takes a lot. I've, I've been to one of his classes and it's it's beautiful. Awesome. Wonderful. And and he's he's one of the pronoun neonatal people in the world. So, I mean, he he is a doctor. Um, we have a, num a number of doctors within the field, but it, it's working with energy. And whether it's pranic healing, whether it's Reiki, whether it's another form of energy, I would encourage anyone and everyone to truly understand the energy body. Yeah. It's just so beneficial. And, and I know you have modalities as well. You know, it, it just gives you a completely different perspective on who you are as an individual. And it, it expands your awareness. But to eat, be able to channel, because that's really what we're doing. You know, I'm not sharing my energy with another person. I'm just willing to open up my heart, which is my physical heart, and then my spiritual heart and bring divine energy in and share it with another person. It's it's non-touch. Um, it can, can be applied to any area within your life. Well, it's what all the masters uh, who who healed. That's exactly yeah. what they did. That's what, is, that's what Jesus did. It's going back to that we're one. So this is where I love uh, these conversations because we begin to connect the dots to have things become simple. Yeah. If we are all one, we are all made of energy. If we're all made of energy, that energy that is already, um, and, and Gabby, I posted, thank you, Gabby. You just said that she needed to hear that. So very cool. So, um, if we're if we're made of energy and quantum physics is telling us that science is now recognizing that we're all made of energy. You poke this thing down, whatever appears solid and we're going to come down to energy. Yes. So if we are energy, then logic must dictate that the energy that we are has to be whole. There are no holes. H-O-L-E-S in energy. Energy is totally whole with a W. Right. In that wholeness is our holiness. Our holiness is our worth established by the fact that we are all one energy. So right. when we begin to realize that as we believe that we're separate humans caught up inside of the, the 3D world, believing that we're separate bodies and we're carrying ourselves from here to there, 
we got we get lost in the illusion that begins to form this egoic identity that has us believe we're separate from one another and I'm not going to get into this now but we begin to create this these these beliefs these ideas that are all fear based yeah and, and you move down that path then about what you and I were talking about earlier everything we do is we give to get it's all about what's what's going to help me when we move down that path we disconnect from remembering the truth of that we're divine beings we're holy beings we're pure whole and complete energetic beings having an individualized experience yes. so what is healing but a return to wholeness mm. what is what is any any energy healing that anybody does is holding a vision of our wholeness now the one who's receiving the healing has to receive um that that other is holding that wholeness for them they have to be a willing participant and that usually happens when they trust us and they come to see that they're already giving permission to yes i know that i can receive something from you which is just their their um entry into realizing that they're actually receiving it because they have decided to receive it we're right. the one that they trust until they come to trust themselves so i just wanted to kind of insert that little piece in there and, and that's so important, you know, that the person takes responsibility for their healing, you know, and, and as healers, you know, there, there's a lot of times when it comes to the exchange, financial exchange. Yeah. You know, and, and that's where that comes in as well as, you know, the belief, it actually helps the individual to purchase the healing and to receive the healing. Exactly. That, that doesn't mean that we don't do it as service as a, a regular part of our own practices. But, but that's kind of a mistaken understanding that, that. Melissa, I think we're losing you. I don't know if you can hear me, um, but your connection had you just get out. Uh, let's see, we lost you. So let me do this. I am going to message her really quickly, text her in case she cannot hear me. Um, Please come back on. So until you get back on, let me go ahead and, and continue to share that we all have an opportunity to uh, to practice our alignment with source. This this is our birthright. We are energy having a human experience. We are the presence of the creator expressed its expressing itself in eight billion individualized ways our energy does not end it just continues to to reincarnate continues to come continues to express itself our work is to align with that truth so that we can receive all of the benefits that that truth has for us our healing our wholeness our happiness our abundance our joy all of that is inside of that energy field and we either are receiving it and accepting it as our own or we are resisting it and rejecting it um, because the ego is the one who is that aspect of ourselves is the one who is not accepting that because our ego doesn't doesn't feed off of truth our ego is a block to truth so something that i want to insert here is if you want to learn more about the difference between our soul and I, oh, there, there, you come back. Awesome. Um, so let me just finish this little bit. I was sharing yes. while you were, I was waiting for you to come back on. So if you want to learn more about how we split off, how our mind becomes convinced that we are just a human and we become, and we be feed our ego, 
If you go to my website, lineorlando.com, and for some reason I can't put it on the screen right now, um, not sure why, but anyhow, lineorlando.com, or you can go through my Facebook page and just go to my website. I have a free masterclass. It's, it's, a, um, it's a series that will walk you through the six phases that we all go through from conception to enlightenment. The first three phases is how we forget that we are one with source, how we how we get out of alignment. And the next three phases are the process to realign with the truth. So, again, it's it's the six phases from conception to enlightenment It's called the soul's journey. And it's free. You can just go to my website, sign up for it. And all you're doing is receiving something that you will be able to use anytime you want to, because you'll get access to it always. Um, Gabby, I'm so glad that you're getting something here. Um, so you had, yeah, you had trouble understanding about that monetary exchange. Absolutely. And let me tell you that monetary exchange difficulty comes from our, our lack of worth. We have all believed that we are not worthy to receive. So we all have to work through that, that erroneous mistaken belief that we pick up in the human world. And again, when you look at the soul's journey, um, that free masterclass on my website at lineorlando.com, you'll see that we lose our sense of worth. It gets covered up with our sense of needing to find it in the outer world. We get totally distracted from truth and we have to spend the journey getting back to that truth. So it is a process. But Melissa, I'm glad that you're back. Yeah. So, so sorry about that. Not sure no quite worries. what happened. No worries. But you know, and just another comment on, on just real quick on the money. I don't want to belabor that but money is currency. It's an energy. Yeah. It, it's just an exchange of energy and, and it is a current. So it needs to be moving. So exactly. thank you for sharing that. So now let's talk a little bit about um, what were some of the other teachers and teachings that have brought you to where you are today? Because we, we get influenced by so many people and you've had some wonderful teachers. But what else helped you gain clarity? Yeah. So so the pranic healing is a huge, huge part of that. That was the healing part to understand. And again, I would encourage anybody to find whatever healing modality works for you. And that may just be nature, yeah. may not be anything major, you know, but just something where that you feel your energy is cleared, find something for yourself. Um, Arhatic yoga is the spiritual arm to pranic healing. And, and that was another thing that really I love about that modality is it doesn't forget about the spiritual arm. And so from there, I learned a lot about the higher soul and the incarnated soul and, and God and going higher. And that's really when I decided, okay, I'm accepting God. God is my person, he's, you know, and, and getting more in line with that and really taking the BS, which is belief systems. But then it's this other thing from oh, my it's childhood. Just, it's pure bullshit. We have all been right. with with stuff that's made up that people have made up. And because two yeah. or more gathered and decided that it was true, it became something that we bought into as a mass consciousness. Right. So, yes, we need to begin to undo what is not natural and in alignment with our soul. Um, so yes, absolutely. You, yeah. you kept so, searching and you kept discovering that BS. Right. And, and then I had to go back and, and, and do the inner child work. So internal family systems was an amazing. Wonderful work. Yes. Oh, life changing to yeah. go back and do that work and, and, and to work with that, those children within me and those parts, yeah. Yeah. because we, we do have parts that we splinter off from ourselves. 
and and we have to call them back home for that wholeness and that holiness. Exactly. Work with them and work with our shadows. So it's been a long journey, but that that's been part of it. Um, Self-realization, the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. Yeah. Just that book, the autobiography of a yogi just opened me up and helped me so much with some of the spiritual experiences I was having, hearing guides and and being a channel and being a conduit and realizing that he lived his life that way. And he has a beautiful series that comes in these sweet little pamphlets called How to Live. And so simple. And it's all so simple. So, so simple. Yeah. And and share a little bit, uh, Melissa, while you're here, Uh about how because when we are hearing truth it's so foreign to the ego mind and it is so backwards of what we've been taught and that to me is always the most uncomfortable part of the journey where we have these two voices the one that that was normal and the one that is natural that we're beginning to be familiar with and we go through what I call my bipolar schizophrenic period where I, I thought I was going crazy because I knew what I should do in the world, but I knew I was not of the world. So how did you bridge? How did you walk through that phase when when you were beginning to accept your truth as you were letting go of the BS that was your normal? Right. So so when I had that channeling and I got these messages and I started my path to pranic healing, I was like in a perfect storm for having to take a leap of faith because I worked in sales and marketing in the petroleum industry. (laughs) I mean, really, God? God's waking waking up everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, oh my goodness. Like, (laughs) it it forced me into my meditation practice just so I could get to the office. Um, Because I just had to be so grounded in spirit to go into this, what I call the marble man world. Yeah. I mean, you just wouldn't believe how that industry is still very much like the Marlboro Man commercials. It, it's very male dominated, masculine, you know, very unusual for a woman to be walking into those those meetings and conferences. Um, and then when you're opening up spiritually, you want everything to be green. You know, <laughs> your recycling speeds up and you're looking at your products and because you're feeling the oneness and the connection to all things. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm getting my paycheck from the oil industry. Like I can't, it didn't align with me. Can't and do so, it. Oh my gosh. I, I'm so grateful for those paychecks though, because they helped me pay for more classes and, and do more work. But it really just came to a head where I couldn't do it anymore. We come to the place where we have to cross the bridge. We to be in integrity, we have to be all or nothing. We can't have one foot in both worlds. This is what I would term we ground ourselves in the fifth dimension, which is the truth, and we step, we move a foot off of that third dimension and then ground that other foot in the fourth dimension where we're still doing work, but we know that we're not going to feed that third dimensional ego. We're not going to feed the monster um that has been perpetuating the illusion yes and no i still drive a car that uses gasoline so i still am in the world utilizing the things of the world but i do it now with with an awareness of what i'm doing and Mm -hmm. i i forgive myself for doing that but it's what today is happening 
Right. And, uh, is there a, a green car, an electric car in my future? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's going to come when it comes. But part of my work in realizing that I didn't want to operate um, in that third dimensional world required acceptance that I need to be in it and then forgiveness that for so long I took this earth uh, for granted. For so long I, I participated in the polluting of it. So I definitely am changing my ways as I change my consciousness. So anyhow, I wanted to throw that in, but go ahead. Yeah. So you're, you walk away from that. Right. Um, yeah. And so I, I'm still, I still prepared a snack for my ego with a plan of, of my exit strategy and like how I was going to, how I was going to survive and how I was going to work in both worlds. Needless to say, God always has another plan. And, oh. and you know, it's almost like you feel like that little spiritual Okay, do what you got to do, but that's just not going to happen. And so um, I just took a leap of faith. And that is really what we have to do. We have to leap. Yes. And we do get caught. And then we start walking. And it really becomes just one step in front of the other, in front of the other. Every day I wake up and it's, you know, my, my prayer begins in gratitude, but it's what would you have me do today? How would you have me show up? You know, this this is a beautiful day. We get to do this together and, and to share with other people. But every day, it's just one step, one step, one step. And you live more so in the present than you ever have. And at first, it's super uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. It's just going to say, we to make sure that we let people know, yes, you leap and then it appears, but not without the terror of leaping, not without the fears that come, that ego is savage. Because when I left my safety, the, I did it twice. Once I left the safety of my, my real estate career, because I was a very successful realtor, made a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I leaped when I was told, open up a center, go open up the center for awareness. And I was like, I don't know anything about birthing no centers. <laughs> you know, right? Like, what? Um, and that was my first leap. And then my next leap was when I married um, my former husband, Ken, who was very well to do. And when we closed the center, he said he would take care of me. And once I gave in to being taken care of by a wealthy man who had a lot of his unseen fears, had not done any of his inner child work, then began the, the fears in me. Oh, no, I've been trapped. And then what am I going to do? I've got two boys. Um, one of them was going through drugs at the time and the other one was having a hard time getting through high school. So I knew I had to be there for my boys. And at the same time, I was feeling trapped by his money. So I had to face the fear around money with him. And then, of course, with my son, I had to face my fear of death, which I have no fear of death. I had no fear of money because none of that has power over me. Right. Share a little bit about a couple of the big fears that you had to face. And um, and let's talk about that uh, yeah. for now security, you know, you hit the nail on the head, money, security, um, you know, how am I going to make ends meet? How, how am I going to keep learning? Because, you know, when you're on this path, all these certificates and qualifications and things that we have, they cost money. Yeah. We were just talking about the currency and the exchange and understanding your value. And I think that was a big one as well is understanding that my value was not connected to my doing yeah. It was my being. Exactly. And I didn't get that. So spirit, God, made me sit very still 
which is completely out of my comfort zone <laughs> so that I could get in touch with my being. Yeah. And also showed up in all other areas of my life to show me that I was fully supported. Yeah. I didn't starve. I had a roof over my head. I had a car to drive. It, you know, the irony is like we traveled more because I wasn't working a full time. Like, and as you're kind of like, how did that even happen? Yeah. You know, my, my husband has a job that he loves and, and we were beautifully provided for and actually had more income start to come through other means, exactly. unexpected means, things that you could not even begin to imagine. And I, I do want to thank uh, Dr. Joyce Reynolds for her scripting class, because that was a huge yes. saving grace during that time. We have to affirm our truth. We do. We got to fake it till we make it. That step cannot be avoided. We have to begin to affirm the truth that is possible because we're training our brain. We're creating those new neurological pathways yes. because we're a mind, body, spirit. The body has a brain. The brain has neurological pathways. Those neurological pathways have to be redone. So I'm so glad that you inserted that. Yes, I love, love her. She is powerful, yes. powerful. What yes. are some of the other more recent teachings that have helped you really ground yourself. Once you move through that bridge of knowing there was ego and there was soul, what has helped you ground yourself in your soul, your spirit, your truth? Yeah, I, I think further understanding the openings of the clairvoyance. Yeah. Um, I've done some work with Dr. Susan Rossi, who yeah. is also in, in the Atlanta area. Um, her boundaries work is amazing. Um, I the chiropractic industry, just having a chiropractor that helps me work with that mind of my body yeah. has been huge. Because when you say the, the mind, body, spirit, like I noticed that I was doing things in sections yeah. and I wasn't balanced across the board. Everybody, the way everybody does that. I've not yeah. met a single person that doesn't because we can only handle so much at one time. And we get far enough along the journey where we understand clearly that the body is not real, that it is made of energy. And that's not to negate the body, because when, once we get to that, it's energy. We have to release all the emotional density of it. So right. then we begin to do the body work. Um, the emotional work is necessary. We're healing that childhood, the childhood wounds. We're integrating all of those aspects of our fragmented inner child. Um, so, so we're doing soul work, we're doing emotional work, we're doing body work, all of those things are happening. And then we have to learn about God and we have to, we have to work through all of our fears of God. You know, me being Catholic, God was on a cloud. It was like Santa Claus, you know, this beard right. character that decided if I was naughty or nice. And, and I had this fear, which what started my journey was when my mom died, I had to face my fear of death and going to hell. Um, so I had to work through a lot of that Catholic shame and guilt and 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 the bullshit that I'm that I'm right. sinful, that I'm dirty, that I'm not whole and perfect and complete as God created me because religion teaches that we that God is made in our image, that God is this father figure that is a human that that is so disconnected from love that it becomes this punishing God. And we ha I had to get back into that. No, I'm created in God's image. I had to find out what is the true image of God. And you can only right. feel that. You can only experience yes. that. So what are the teachings today that you, your go-to that are helping you stay inside of that 
Yeah. The wholeness, the integration, that mind, body, spirit, total integration. Yeah. So as, as far as practices go, I, I'm still very much practicing chronic healing and the meditations that are provided through that. The Twin Hearts meditation is a beautiful meditation that just opens your physical heart, opens your crown. And it's a, a meditation that's in service. And it uses the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. Make oh, me an instrument at thy peace. Beautiful. You know, where there is hatred, let there be love. Where there is sadness, let there be joy. And as you do this meditation and you feel this divine energy flowing through you as you're blessing the world, as you give, you receive. It's a exactly. currency. It's a flow. And it's just, it's my go-to. It just takes me there. And, you know, it's a 30-minute meditation. When you do it in a group, which I facilitate those meditations, you feel it at a, at a greater power, but even on your own, it's just amazing. You know, we have to go vertical and get that energy, especially in this time, so that we can bring that energy to the horizontal plane that we are existing on. And, you know, that, that's living on the cross. Yeah, so. exactly. And and it is a crossroads. We do have to yes. we have to integrate that that horizontal and that vertical, because as within, so without as above, so below, we have got to be very comfortable with that integration. We are divine beings having a human experience. We have Absolutely. to integrate the divinity into our humanness and become balanced. That's what this whole journey is about is is finding that balance that every major teacher taught the middle way. You know, right. Jesus taught the middle way. Buddha taught the middle way. Lao Tzu speaks of the middle way. Right. Even, even um, it, I, I can't even think about it now, yeah. but it, it is just part of what we all come to realize that there is a middle way that we all have to participate in. So let's shift the conversation. Okay. Now that you know your truth and you live by it, I know my truth and I, I live by it. Let's talk about what we see is happening in the world today, because this is can be a very scary time for people who don't have the awarenesses that you and I have, who don't feel grounded in the truth that we're spirit, right. who are not afraid of death, who who recognize that that nothing ends. So let's let's have a conversation about that, because that that's going to be fun and juicy. I I, as you know, I love teaching A Course in Miracles because it's it's where I'm a student of. And right. I know you've studied it, too. I have. Yes. Um, and the, the course is so powerful because it, it just teaches us how to be able to be in the world and not get caught up in the illusion of it. Right. So what how are you operating in this world and what what do you see happening right now from the perspective that you are at today? You know, I, I think more and more like, you know, moving into this Aquarian age and we, we've just gotten into it, you know, and and I, yeah, everybody's upset about the unraveling of the world. And I don't want to talk politics, but it's an unraveling that needs to happen because yes. we're so separated and so misdirected in our teachings and what we've taught children. You know, what we were taught is not truth. And so we have to go in and, and reteach and relearn and not, it never ends. The, the seeking and the learning never ends. You know, I, I don't know about you, but for me, I was like, oh, when I finish my schooling and I start my career, that's when I jumped on the hamster wheel and I exactly. stopped learning. I, I didn't read a lot. I wasn't studying things. I was zoning out on television and, 
now of course we have the internet and all of these other things. And, and I lost my way into nature, you know, mm -hmm. things that I loved when I was younger, I just stopped doing. Oh. Um, I think it's so important right now for this time, you know, and, and I, I've recently came across the teaching of Yogi Bhajan where he made a prediction about 2012 about how we were in this age, the energy is going to have to come from within. Exactly. And if you look in marketing, you know, energy bars, energy drinks, you know, everybody's craving and grappling. Five hour energy. energy. Yes. Yeah. Right. They got to get more energy. How can I get more energy? Oh, here's the late. I mean, my gosh, the Red Bull monster drink thing. How mm -hmm. insane has that been? You used to be able to get it from a Pepsi and a Mountain Dew and it, and it worked. Yeah. But even that doesn't work anymore. And my, my girlfriend and I were talking about that the other day. It's like things that outside energy, even from admiration and compliments from other people used to give us energy. Yeah. And it doesn't. It doesn't. It all comes from within. We are in a time and age where we have to cultivate our energy from within and bring it out in a co-creative experience. Yes, that's so, so beautifully said. I'm not familiar with the yogi that you were mentioning, but yes, as, as I continue to receive my guidance, it, it is about, we are the second coming. The second coming of the Christ consciousness, that energy is what's coming out from within us. We have to bring forth what is going to save us because it cannot come from the outside. And, you know, we have to talk about politics because the the we have elected we have given power outside of ourselves to religion we gave it to to education we gave it to the government so we have to talk about that and and that conversation can only happen when somebody is mature enough to acknowledge that and hello to Brian when we acknowledge that the political world is a reflection of our own insanity, we need to take that power back and, and we reclaim that power, not by blaming, not by condemning, but by forgiving ourselves for being so, so insecure about mm -hmm. our own, our own power within that we literally gave it to others. And you know what happens when others take power um, that is given to them, they become bullies, they become um wielders of this power and when egos involved there's always going to be greed so right. we're, we're just seeing the effects in the outer world of what happened the corruption that happened in our own inner world when I began to listen to my ego I wasn't listening to my soul it was all about what I was going to get how was I going to become rich where was I going to get my second home who's going to like me it was all about me 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 so the government is just a projection of that inner corruption right and, and I totally agree I, yeah. I do and yeah. that, but that is what we have given power to manage our education, to manage our, our medical world, to manage our rules and laws, to manage everything. And so we've got to, we've got to reverse that. The power is not outside of us, it's within us. And so many people are coming to be in service of restoring that balance of the people by the people for the people. But the people, we need to get involved and we need to take responsibility for this, but let me ask you this. We only have a couple of minutes. Sure. You have grandchildren. Oh, so, I do. Yes. So speak to what kind of a world are you seeing for your grandchildren now that you are at this level of consciousness? Yeah. You know, I, I think for them as individuals to give them the tools and resources to stay connected to their being it is most important. 
with all children, you know, um, so my, my grandson is 18 months. My granddaughter is two years old. And then I have another one that'll be here in April. So excited. These delicious, juicy little people, <laughs> but it's to have this awareness and to be able to read energy and to be able to communicate with my own guides and to see how magnificent and brilliant they are in these little bodies and how we were those people, Yeah, you know, like we, we had all of that before we got jaded in, in the human experience and how we can go back to that. So it is one of my greatest joys when I get to spend time with them just to be their crazy Yana, you know, <laughs> and just embrace the child within me yeah. to experience that. And, and, I'm so grateful, but both of my kids are on their own paths and journey and working on themselves. You know, that that's my biggest driver for the work that I do because I want to unravel and clear anything up within me because I know it has that ripple effect that rolls exactly. towards them. Exactly. You know, forward and back. Yes. The work that we do is not only for ourselves. When we truly get there, it, it's for so many so, so much, such so much bigger in the oneness. Absolutely. And this to kind of tie it back to what we were talking about earlier. Again, these little nuggets, if we follow the logic, if we're one and we're pure energy, right. time is in a circle. There is no past. There's no future. There's only a circle. There is only what what is appearing again and again and again. So when we clear, when we heal our past, we heal the future because we are going to come back. We are creating a future we're going to step into. So everything that I do, not only is it for my children, for my grandchildren, but heck, I'm going to be my own great, great grandchild. So right. I am not doing this work thinking that I'm going to clear it for who knows who. I know who I'm clearing for. I'm clearing for me. And because we're one, I'm clearing for you. Right. Because we are creating the future we're going to step into soon. We're going to step out of living from the past and living in this present moment where we are aware of the impact that we have on everything that is happening and everyone who is participating. Let me let me um, ask you to share a little bit of whatever it is that you want to share about where you're going, what you're doing, how people can find you, because you are a powerhouse. You're such a beautiful, magnificent, holy light. So I want people to know how they can reach you, because I'm sure you inspire quite a few. I already saw a couple of comments and you have. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Um, you know, you, you can reach me through Facebook, through my connection. You, you linked my personal Facebook page. I am completely open. I do one on one sessions through intuitive coaching, as well as pranic healing. You know, I, I will say this, I, I've talked a lot about channeling experiences that I've personally had. I don't do that for individuals. You know, if, if I receive some guidance, I may share that, but what I really encourage and work with people is taking responsibility to remove those blocks so that you receive that for yourself, because we're all completely capable of that. Um, you know, I people are like, oh, you're psychic, and I'm like, no, it doesn't work like that. that. That's not because I truly believe anything that comes through me still has my filter on it. And I want you to get the true messages that come from you. And so I, I love working with people who are ready to take responsibility for their own path and to really start, you know, the deep forgiveness work. Yes. You know, that's a huge piece of this. I, I do forgiveness work. I do grace work with people. Everything that we have in our life needs to be infused with love 
So I am big on loving the hell out of everything because, <laughs> you know, we still got some hell going on. So that, like, how do we, because yeah. for me, hell is of our own creation. Absolutely. You know? How beautiful. Thank you for, for, uh, doing that and saying that because yes, we, we all have th those psychic abilities. We're all, we're all pure, pure energy. We're all, we're all able to can, well, we're connected to the source. We just yeah. build, build barriers, build blocks to accessing it. So people can just go right to Melissa Oliver, right through here. You can just connect with her, send her a friend request and connect with her. She's got so much wisdom. And I, I am so grateful that oh, you I love this. Yes, me too. We'll have to have another conversation because there's just so much more that we can talk about specifically how, you know, how to bring this into conscious relationships um, in conscious parenting. I teach conscious parenting classes. I haven't done one in a little while. Maybe time for me to bring that back. But as you said, we're all born with our holiness intact. We just begin to forget about it when we are raised by unconscious parents who teach us that we're not whole. I did that with my first child. My kids are, my birth children are eight years apart. So I, I parented totally unconsciously my daughter and I parented consciously my son and then my our adopted son later on. Totally different experiences. I was a totally different person. You wouldn't think that, but it absolutely completely different. And um, it, it is, it's absolutely fascinating and amazing. Melissa, thank you. Thank you. Thank you uh, for thank you, you being the light that you are. Thank oh my so gosh. I so love and appreciate you. And with that, I hope that whoever was watching, you know what? I won't say I hope. I trust that whoever watches this was meant to hear what is here. If something resonates with you, by all means, post it. Um, contact either of us. Uh, you go to, directly to Melissa. Come to me. Um, and I absolutely want to thank you for your willingness to hear something that might be totally, completely different for you. Thank you, Daisy, for um, listening to us. It, you might have heard something that was totally, completely different but your willingness to be curious, to be open, to receive a nugget and then to explore it and then to see possibly how that might be able to help you. There is not one single person who is going to get the same thing from from all the ones that we've gotten something from. Everybody's going to get what they get when they're supposed to get it. When those teachers uh, or when those students are ready, those teachers appear. So trust as Melissa said, your own inner guidance to take you to where you need to go to receive whatever it is that you need to receive. But let me leave you with this one little tidbit. And I know Melissa already said it. You're not learning truth. You are remembering the truth that is mm -hmm. in you that needs to be activated. We are vibrational beings and the truth resonates at a high frequency. So we have got to get out of the low density of the ego fear-based thinking and do the work that little by little bridges us up into that higher frequency. So the truth is not given to you. The truth is revealed within you. So thank you so much for being with us. And I look forward to seeing you in the next Align with Lina, which is going to happen next week on Monday. And I have my friend, Jenia, who is a, a beautiful spiritual being, and she is a conscious nutritionist. She and I have, go way back and have wonderful, wonderful experiences sharing this growth, this journey together. The week after that, on the 25th, I'm going to have my friend Irene come back because that girl is on fire. Her spiritual journey has kicked up 
big, big time, and she is writing a book, and I want to give her a platform to talk about it, because Align with Lina is about letting everybody know that if we can wake up, so can you. Why? Because we just did the work of, of getting curious and undoing what's not true, and if we can do it, so can you. So I'll see you at the next Align with Lina, and in the meantime, reach out to Melissa and connect with her. She is a divine and holy being, and you want to be on her. Uh, you want to connect with her. Thanks a bunch, and I'm going to end the broadcast now, and I love you, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you.